You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Do not close your heart away from God when these things begin to happen. Verse 8, it says this, or verse 9, or I had not heard verse 9. It says, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works 40 years. Verse 10. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation. When they closed their hearts, he said, I was grieved. It was almost like they put a knife into my own soul too. I was grieved. He's talking about how he felt emotionally concerning it. But the people say, well, there's an explanation. Look at what we're going through. He said, listen, you grieved me when, they, when, when you hardened and closed your heart because there was something I wanted to do. Or I grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and have not known my ways. He said, so I swore in my wrath, they will not enter into my rest. Then he goes on and says, take heed, my brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing away from the living God. But he says, exhort one another daily. In other words, the current word, the word of God for the now, exhort one another daily. While it is called today, all right, lest any of you be hardened which means the voice is to tell people today in the now, don't, all right, don't get hardened. And you have people that have what is called passive rebellion. In other words, they are hardened. They have been disappointed at certain things and, and it has hardened their heart. Uh, they are not open again, all right, to God. And, and the point is, at that very place, he said, I need you to open your heart to me and, and listen to what I want to say to you. For he says, they erred and have not known my ways, so they did not enter into my rest. Now, when you enter into the rest of God, you cease from your own works and enter into works that God has ordained from the foundation of this world. Which means things just begin, all right, to happen supernaturally. Doors just start opening up. That's when you have ceased from your own. You are no longer the aggressor. It's, it's like somebody else has taken over and is pushing you. It says, that's the rest I wanted to bring you into. I, I wanted to bring you into that place of rest where you will, you will say, who hath begotten me these? I says in Isaiah 49. And God says, I was the one that lifted up my hands to the Gentiles and, and my standard to the people. And it was my angels that brought forth all of this upon their arms and shoulders. He said, I wanted you to get it. He said, but at that point, all I was saying is don't harden your heart. There's, there's more to it than you understand. There's more to it than you understand. Look, let me, I'm, 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 I'm strong in saying it, but let me just say this here. One of the things that causes people to harden their heart, let me say this here, is the loss of where people die physically. But I was listening to somebody say something, and it's correct. He said, God told him on no occasion whatsoever has any person died on this earth and come to heaven and have given them the option to go back to the earth that they've accepted it. It's us crying here. The people are happy where they are. That's why the Bible says we shouldn't sorrow like others. He said, on every option, they'll say, and when you ask them, what about this? They'll say, look at you, God. You will take care of them. Is it you? I'm seeing like this, heaven, me, you will do a better job than me. Go and help them. And the Bible says we shouldn't sorrow. 
all right, as others sorrow, and all of that because we have hope. I mean, that's the Christian faith. So there will be things that will happen that I get disappointed, but when you look at it in the light of eternity, something else is happening. Something else deeper than what your emotions is actually going on. So wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart and have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. So when God says, harden not your heart, he says, open it. Why? He wants to bring you into rest. Well, how is he going to do it? Matthew 11 and verse 29. It says, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly, that's the yoke, I'm a student. And you shall find rest in your souls. There's another scripture, if you guys can put it out. It says, ask for the old path. And it says that, all right, the old path there, and it says you'll find rest. But it says here, I'm meek and lowly. Which means I want to teach you certain things. Right? Thus said the Lord, stand in the ways, see, and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find what? Rest. So he says there are some paths I want to show you. There are certain things I want to teach you. And all Jesus is saying is, I am a student. And take that yoke of being a perpetual student. Knowing that every single experience that comes your way in life is because God wants to open your eyes and teach you something about life. Everything you experience. Every single thing you experience is about God wanting to teach you something. All right, but if you begin to throw tantrums and you blame people and you do this and you do this, then you are missing it. God says, open your heart. I say, well, I'm getting difficulty in marriage. I want to pack it up. It's all about teaching you something you don't know. All right, you say, well, you know, I made a mistake. How do you know you made a mistake? Tell me. Because the day you were getting married, you brought the person and you said, this is the right person. So if you said you made a mistake then marrying the person, then how do you know you're not making a mistake again? Because you have shown that your judgment is faulty. So you can't wake up and say, anyway, the question is, and once it's the blame game, once you're pointing your finger, anything that happens, you know, I, on somebody said something, I agree with what the person said, I mean, I read it somewhere. He said, any time, we're talking about circumstances, that any time pride comes into your heart, any time something happens, there's an elevation in your life, you get promoted, all right, you get blessed, and there's a tinge of pride that comes into your heart, you are going to attract something negative that will bring humility into your life. It's true. Because Paul said in, in, in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 7, he said, because of the abundance of revelation that was given unto me, lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelation that was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. 
So when stuff happens and you want to, you know, feel like, you know, then some, there's a trigger. God always does it. And there'll be something that will go on that will create a balance in your life that you don't own this world. All right? That when you start walking on the air and think everybody else is a fool except you, you are going to trigger something. Something you are not expecting will just show up and it presents itself. All right, solve this problem. And so it's some, and the whole essence of it is that, listen, learn humility when you are blessed. Be courageous in adversity. But once there's any blessing that comes your way, learn humility. Understand that, listen, they are, they, he wants to teach you. You see, in every phase of your life, God wants to teach you something. So receive Isaac. Abraham learned there's five or seven steps of faith. He received Isaac. But then there was a time again that the lesson was give up Isaac. So in every single phase of your life, all right, there is some deep lesson that God wants to. And when you are there and, and you feel the pressure there, he wants to open up your eyes there to see that. So let me just quickly read this out and close. Someone said there is no part of life that does not contain lessons. If you are alive, there are lessons to be learned. At every stage of your life, and you keep repeating or that phase keeps reoccurring or you stagnate, if you don't learn the lesson, the thing just doesn't go. But once you open up your heart to God and say, God, this is all about me learning something that I don't know. Because this is the inheritance that God has given to us. The inheritance we have in Christ is not lands and all of that. The inheritance we have is the unsearchable riches of Christ. And the riches are the wisdom and the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He says this is what life is all about. The treasures and of wisdom and knowledge. You discover things. It says, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul when you have found it. There shall be a reward. Your expectation shall not be cut off. So what you understand is this frustration is a product there or it exists because of my ignorance. Uh, so God, it's about a lesson. What's the lesson that I need? Look, nothing in life. I don't blame anybody for anything that comes into my own space. It came into my own space. God allowed it because there's something he wants to teach me. I'll stop blaming people. I saw something, I forgive the people quick in prayer. I said, God, what's the lesson? Where did I miss it? What was it that I did not? And by doing that, he starts opening up your eyes. He begins to teach you things. Uh, he opens up your eyes. You start seeing his wisdom. And then you begin to know things, all right, supernaturally then. So embrace today as a school. Your role is as a perpetual student of life. And you will never know everything. You need to know. I mean, the man whose ground brought forth plenty, he made a decision. He didn't talk to God about it, just said, this is what I'm going to do so that I will have rest for the rest of my life here. And my soul, the Bible says, when he sold, which means something happened that he understood that, listen, riches can answer this thing. And so, sometimes, so what God was teaching him through that was, look, there's more to life than what you thought life was about. So everything that comes into your own space, 
Uh, you, you reach out for something, you still can't get it. What is it that I do not know that I need to learn? Right? So open up your heart. Uh, don't faint in the day of adversity. Hold on to your hope. Uh, Psalm 27 and verse 13, I need to say this. Psalm 27 and verse 13. It says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. In other words, I had hope. I understood that I was going, but that I'm going to see the goodness of God. But in order for you to hold on to that hope, you have to enter into the place of prayer. For it says, men always ought to pray in Luke 18:1 and not to faint. You need that strength. That's what Jesus was telling Peter. He said, Peter, watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. Peter said, I don't need all of this and all that. He said, look, I've gone into a concentrated time of prayer. In fact, in this country, there's a wind that is blowing, as I'm blowing the last two months, even with all the Ukraine and everything, that people should spend more time in prayer now than they were spending in December. Because the environment compels, all right, or else you will just get tired. And when you get tired, that's what Satan wants. I'll show you. He wants you to make mistakes. He knows that the environment cannot destroy you, but your words or the choices you make, you can go on a path of self-destruction. So men always ought to pray and not to faint. The strategy for when this kind of wind blows is Romans 12, 12. It says rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. So keep rejoicing. Don't let go of your dream. Be patient. Treat people well. Be kind. But continue in the place of prayer. Because if you faint, Genesis 25, verse 29 to 31, this is what he wants. All right? The Bible tells us, and Jacob sought pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, sell me that birthright. Give me take a decision here. Sell me your future. And Jacob said, what is this birthright to me? Next verse. All right, seeing I'm at the point of death. Behold, I'm at the point of death. What profit is this birthright unto me? He said, look, look how difficult things are at this particular point in time. And traded his birthright. Now, later on, later on, that's why I said in the now, the decisions you make now, later on, he was now begging with tears, not even with repentance, with tears, he saw it. All right, and, and he missed it. And the only way, that's why Jesus told um, Peter, he said, when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Tell them not to take anything for granted. That's why Peter, when they got into trouble and, and they threatened them, Peter understood, look, it's time to pray. He called the company and said, look, they've threatened us because he, he had learned humility. He understood that I can't do this thing in my own strength. He knew that he needed the support even of people around him. He brought them in and, and said, let's, let's, there's a time to gather, there's a time to plan, there's a time, different times. So you could have mastered the last season, but the test of this season, all right, is actually the reverse of the last season. 
I mean, I, I, because of time, I didn't quote the scripture, but Daniel chapter 2 and verse uh, 21, right, it says that he changes the times and seasons, and he removeth kings and sets up kings. He giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to, the, uh, to those who have understanding. In other words, with every wind that blows, with every season that comes, it has its own wisdom and knowledge. So what you did in this season, which was you received Isaac, the next season is to lay Isaac on the altar. What you labored for this season, the next season is to open up your hands. All right? And things will just be tight until you learn what you are supposed to learn. So when you get there, this is the message. There is something to learn. Ask God for direction. Ask him, all right, to teach you. If this information is in any book in this world, get this book to me. If any human being anywhere in this world has this strategic insight, and the only way I can get it is by having that conversation, cause our paths to cross. But I needed to know something, that is all he said. And then as you understand that, he opens your ears, and, and you get to learn that, then you enter into rest. You enter into another phase, and in that rest, in, I mean, look, the truth about the matter is, the tests of prosperity are more than the test of adversity. You face more when you are succeeding than when, in fact, you haven't started living until you start succeeding. You know, in church, we just keep teaching trouble, trouble, trouble. But the truth is, you know, you, you, can, you can't master life, but you can master the art of responding to things. You can master how to learn from things. I tell people this. We at a conference, uh, 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 Pastor Adibay was saying this to young ministers. He said, look, we are going. He said, our days are numbered now. Well, we are all leaving the earth. He said, I beg you. He said, listen, we have secrets. You need to glean it from us. I sat with that man for 20 minutes. It will have taken me a lifetime to learn what he learned. I, I asked him serious questions. All right? Um, and he shared things that I cannot repeat. Look, I can never teach it. I can't come out and teach it. You don't teach it. You just use it. Are you following me? Because I asked him serious questions about it. But he said something there. He's a student. He said when young ministers, when we are doing work back, he has tweeted it before, he sits down and he's taking notes. Somebody who has the largest denomination in the world is taking notes from young people. He's a student. Once you come to the point where you think you know, ah, you are going to see something that will make you know you do not know. And some people are so stubborn that what they need to see has to shake them well because the arrogance is too much. That's why when you eat from the tree of knowledge, all right, of good, I mean, I was preaching at PFN. I said when we were young, the first handout we did in our fellowship we did, it was the intrinsic ministry and the extrinsic ministry of the Holy Spirit. We were just using English. What, why, I said, why did we write that? All we should have read was how the Holy Spirit works in you and how the Holy Spirit works out of you. Simple. What is the intrinsic 
and they're intrinsic. And then people are confused and we're happy. Yes, we are deep. But we were young then. Life has told us that you can talk intrinsic and extrinsic. How do you get out of it? Life. They can be telling you, be arguing, but life. Well, do you understand something? Life will teach you. Because they say the only way adults learn is on need to know basis. When you're in school, you don't need to know. You just be learning what you want. But when, you're, when you start going, you need to know. What you need is what you will learn. So let me close with this statement. In success, all right, first of all, to improve is to change. So be perfect is to change often. And the second one. Someone said this, when you have reached the top of the mountain, then you shall begin to climb. After you have reached the top of the mountain, you think you are there. That's when you start to climb. So it's all about the lessons that God wants you to learn. The wisdom he wants to pass into your soul. And he says, when you get into these places here, just worship you and say, that which I see not, teach me. Open my ears and open my eyes. The person who starts learning will see possibilities that are invisible to others. In the midst of it, you begin to see possibilities that others don't even recognize. You will begin to see things. That's when others will say there's a casting down. You will begin to see there's a lifting up because of the things that Jesus will begin to teach you. So here is the lesson. Don't go into things thinking that, well, I did everything I was supposed to do. You did everything you thought you were supposed to do. But there's more to life than what you know. Frustration, stagnation is a product of ignorance in your soul. Learn wisdom and you will just simply take off. All right? Learn wisdom, and you will just begin to take off. So you get there, lie flat worshiping, grant me direction. Teach me, O Lord, that which I see not, teach me. Don't harden your heart. Don't get angry at God. It's lessons that you need to learn, and God will open up your heart and show you, all right, certain things. You will see where the mistakes were made. You will see where you may have overreached. You will see, all right, where, you know, you may have certain things may have happened, even the way you just, you will see, begin to see these things. And as you start making, all right, the changes and the changes and the adjustments. There was a man who was a very wealthy man. I was reading this in America. And every time he goes somewhere, he will tip, the low people there, hundred dollars. His son asked him, he said, why are you giving all these people? He said, my son, you'll soon learn something about life. You'll soon learn something about life. All right? I mean, you may be coming in and, you know, you say, well, I have all the book knowledge and greeting everybody and go. But after some time, you will learn that strategic information sometimes is with the lowest people. One day I discovered it. We had to go and buy a property, everything. The guy told me, he said, I listened to you on television. All of it looked very well. It looked like, like God was moving. But I learned from somebody about social contracts. All right? So I called my electrician who was a counselor, used to be a counselor in the area. I said, that land, 
The lawyers were wearing braces, everything, but I knew how to find the information. Go and find out what is going on. He came back. Oga, I went to meet the mechanic. The woman that sells, sells granite in front of the place, she gave me the history of the land. Oga, this is it. This is where there's a problem. The lawyers came with braces, everything. The guy who was talking on the phone, I know you very well. I said, okay. I said, I was told that this, 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 this. The guy just told the guy, release the papers to him. Forget it, release those papers to him. Release him. Let him go and pay directly to the bank. He, he wasn't in control of it. My electrician brought the information. You can lose. They added 30 million to it. I saved 30 million from the information the electrician and the person selling granite gave me. It's not everybody that wears pinstripe suits that is wise. And it's not every market woman that is a fool. You will learn that you can lose millions not listening to some people. Not listening to drivers. Not listening to. All right? Because you are high on your shoulders. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. I ask in the name of Jesus that every single person here under the sound of my voice is in some test of either adversity or test of prosperity and abundance. That which they needed to know concerning that situation, the knowledge of wisdom that they need at this particular point in time, let it drop into their hearts like a coin that drops within. Let their consciousness be awakened to this information. Send forth your angels to bring the people the books or to whisper these things directly into their ears. Let the Spirit of God be stirred up on the inside of them to reveal these deep things unto them. I ask for this over the congregation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.